What is up, podcast listeners? Thank you for giving me a few moments of your day to listen to this podcast. This is the Matt Baxter Show. I'm your host, Matt Baxter, and this podcast is about purpose, passion, and calling. Super stoked to have you as a listener because we're going to dive into some awesome, intense stories about people who are going through this journey of this thing called life, and we're all just figuring this out together. But seriously, you're giving me a little bit of your time, and I want to make sure it's valuable and worthwhile. So have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was getting this podcast off the ground, we first started as the Wedgecast, evolved into the Matt Baxter Show. There was a lot of questions that we had, like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show in all the different places like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Zencaster, all these different places. And yet it just seemed very, very complicated. But the simple thing for us as we began to navigate the waters is the answer to every single one of these questions, questions excuse me, was really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Yeah, free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise in your podcast. That means you can get paid podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, making money. Okay, it's sweet. It's easy. It's not a big cheap plug on an ad, but it's just simple and easy to use. So for us, it's one of the best parts about it is we can do it entirely remote or in studio. So you can record, you've got that really, really high, you know, high in the sky person that you're going to have as a guest on your podcast. You got to do it remote. Anchor is easy to use. You got people who are willing to come to your studio, your house, your office, wherever you're recording it. Boom. Anchor. Love it. Simple, easy, simple and easy to use. So if you ever want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. This episode of the Wedgecast is brought to you by Big Lake Brewing Company in Holland, Michigan. There's a lot of ad money thrown at different organizations, whether you're hosting a podcast, whether you have a TV show, you know, it doesn't really matter what it is. There's ad money being thrown around all the time. Some of those are people who actually use the product for which they're endorsing. In our circumstance, we highly, highly recommend Big Lake Brewery, not only as a place to stop and eat, not only as a place to hang out and uh, have a couple drinks and be merry, but also just an organization that we support heavily. Jeff, Jeff Genova is the general manager over there, and he has turned into just becoming a great friend um, of Wedge in general and also myself personally, and I've enjoyed uh, spending some time with him. Um, not to mention they just have some awesome beer. So if you're into that kind of thing or if you're into supporting local businesses, um, I would highly recommend you uh, give them a shot. So for this specific episode, I want to make the listeners aware of an event that's going down um, in the middle of February. You can sign up February 1st. Big Lake is hosting a chocolate and dark beer tasting event. You heard it right. They cover the, the sweet tooth of the chocolate, and they cover the beer drinkers of the uh, of the dark beer as well, too. So I know that's just a very, very well said. So uh, if you're into those sorts of things, head on over. Check out their website February 1st. You can sign up for the event, and uh, somebody from our staff is going to try to be there as well. It's tough to resist both of those things. So check out Big Lake Brewery. Huge thank you and shout out to their group, and it's a fun relationship to uh, be a part of. So without further ado... This episode is featuring Shannon Burkle. Shannon Burkle is the Executive Vice President of Staffing Solutions at Axios HR. Axios is a huge organization based in West Michigan and honestly is one of the very reasons Wedge is in existence today because they were willing to early on uh, be a 
quote unquote risk taker of letting our platform be a trial and pilot program for their organization. And since then, that was about three years ago. Since then, we've just formed an incredible relationship. Shannon specifically has become just a very good friend. Every time, whether it's uh, working through a, a product or working through something um, that we're dealing with at the offices or whether it's connecting with a couple of different groups or different clients, it's an absolute blast working with her and, and I, I would call her a dear friend. So she's actually a part of the board of advisors for Wedge's business as well too. Um, and she's actually part of the spokes team uh, for our board of directors as well. So she's fantastic. I cannot be more excited for people on the show um, to get a chance to listen and hear what she has to say. She's somebody who stuck around an organization for quite some time, specifically in the staffing and recruiting world. So she's just got a wealth of knowledge. And plus, she's just a fantastic person. So tune in. My name is Matt Baxter. I am the CEO and founder of Wedge. And this is Wedgecast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Wedgecast. We are sitting here with the Shannon Burkle, the Executive Vice President of Staffing Solutions for Axios HR in West Michigan. She also sits on the Board of Advisors for Wedge, so I'm a little biased, but she is an amazing person and also brings an absolute ton of insight into the talent, staffing, recruiting world in general. So, Shannon, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, absolutely. So, Shannon, will you... uh, Maybe just give a little bit of an insight into what Axios HR does and what your role maybe weekly looks like. I'm sure it changes all the time, but yeah. maybe a little bit what that looks like. Yeah, I'd love to. Axios HR is a local Michigan company, been around for over 30 years, and our focus is helping small businesses as they scale and grow outsource their HR so that that business owner can truly focus on what's important, which is building their culture, growing the business, um, you know, nailing down operations, and we can take the HR piece off their plate. So whether that's anything from benefits to the staffing portion to cultural strategies to payroll. And you have been with the organization for... I've been here almost 20 years. I started as an intern. Um, needing <laughs> did, an did HR you get out of the business card, just intern? Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. intern. Yeah. Um, kind of learned all aspects of the business, really. I've been very fortunate. So grew up more in the recruiting and staffing world. Um, I have an HR degree, so dabbled in HR here as well. And then currently heading up all of our staffing solutions and then went back, got my master's in marketing, and so now I'm also head of sales and marketing. So I've had a great, great journey here. Yes. <laughs> That's so cool. So you've been around this industry for a little bit of time. So what are you seeing in the, uh, let's say, the talent acquisition and the just job-seeking trend in general? What are you seeing that might be new of the last six months to a year, per se? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing I would say is if I think back when I got into recruiting 20 years ago, (laughs) everything was slower. Everything was done on paper, right? I always tell a story where I literally was carrying around a box of employee (laughs) files from, like, client to client, plant to plant. That's the intern title. (laughs) That's intern. Looking through to see, oh, let's call Tom. He seems to be qualified for this role. Yeah. 
what has happened in the last probably six to 12 months is really how technology has changed talent acquisition or recruiting. Sure. Um, I now have over 20 different tools that our recruiting team uses, even some tools that are predictive analytic tools that predict someone's satisfaction at their job, coaches the recruiter even on how to have a good conversation with them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing. All the about, behind that. Yeah. It's all about recruiting passive talent right now, given that the talent market is so tight. So yeah, you guys probably have to deal with the unemployment being as you know as low as possible. Absolutely, be a huge. Absolutely, in my twenty years, it has not been this low. <laughs> so this is kind of whole new waters for for us. <laughs> yeah, but. learning learning a new industry. So I guess that's a great. The, the next question I was going to ask, basically along those lines, is the unemployment is so very low, but yet there are some people who are great candidates mm -hmm. who are very talented who somehow are struggling to find a job, or maybe they're in a job that they hate and they're trying to transition. They have no idea how to. So what recommendation would you have for job seekers? Maybe you're a college kid looking to graduate. Hey, I want to find my first job that I don't hate. You know, what, what recommendations do you have for job seekers? Yeah, first I would say figure out how to stand out. I mean, we all know this isn't anything new that most recruiters see hundreds and hundreds of resumes, right? They're coming at me even from all directions, referrals through ATS systems now, through job boards. Um, just stand out. And I don't mean make your resume pink. Yeah. What I mean is have a wedge video. Make maybe the structure of your resume different. Have sure. some images stand out. Absolutely find a way to somehow get a referral in there. Those are the things I mean by stand out because, you know, it is kind of difficult. There is high volumes going through talent acquisition. The instant hands. apply application is a yeah. tough system. So really just really try to stand out and put thought into it. Even if you just put thought into it, it's likely you might somehow stand out more than another. My other advice to job seekers is reach out to a recruitment firm. Even if that is a single person that's a professional recruiter, even if that's to companies and maybe, you know, one person in talent acquisition yeah. or a staffing firm like, you know, Axios HR has, I always say, why wouldn't you have two or three recruiters out there doing work for you? What does it actually hurt? Yeah. For example, we're connected to 400 different businesses that do most of their hiring through us. You're missing out on 400 West Michigan businesses, and you're kind of doing it the hard way. Right. So I always say it doesn't hurt. You can have your own search. That's fine. Yeah. You might if you have a network, land something great. that's great. But it doesn't but what's hurt. There? Yeah. Yeah, to have other people out there helping you. Um, that would be kind of my two biggest things of advice. Do you? So question on that. So I would, from what I've seen, and I know very little, but. It seems like the recruitment model is more readily acceptable for people who are a few steps into their career. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like the average college student who's graduating knows anything about that or maybe has a stigma that's not reasonable. So can you maybe... Is that, I mean, is that true? Would you guys say that's true as well? Or is there sort of a shift coming down age a little bit to bring recruiting to college students and transition as well? Too? Yeah, I think there still is a little bit of a stigma. Yeah. I mean, I feel that. I spent a lot of time on um, Grand Valley or Ferris or MSU campuses, and I see that a little bit. I think uh, the hope it is that there's some industries that are shifting. So, for example, in marketing, yeah, having project-based work or kind of... 
um, the true gig economy type jobs in <laughs> yeah, marketing yeah, yeah, yeah. is becoming more popular. And so I see students coming out in marketing be much more accepting of working with the recruiter because they're kind of working on gigs, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a con- so I is think it contract it is work at that point? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then sometimes it turns into contract to hire. Sure. Sometimes it might just be project-based. Yeah. So I do see in certain um, fields of study that there's a higher acceptance. The happening. And then in business in general, I think there is a little bit higher acceptance if they've ha- been in the internship world. So if you've actually been uh, working at a business in some kind of internship capacity, then they kind of connect the dots a little bit faster than a yeah. student that maybe hasn't. Sure. Okay. So you're pretty happy where you are now, but in the event you went job, you, you were job mm-hmm. seeking, what would you do differently? What would you do that you might not have even thought about back when you were applying or just what would you, I guess, how, how would you stand out? Yeah, I would get out there. So most of the people, if let's say something happens and you need to look for a new job, they sit at their home, right? Or they yeah. sit at the library or a coffee shop yeah. and they hammer away and they send resumes and they might be great, res- well-written resumes, um, but they're, it's all inward. Mm-hmm. You need to get out. Honestly, the first thing I would do would be to go through every single contact I have, get out of the off or get out of my home yeah. every single morning and have coffee with somebody <laughs> that I know. Just talk. And just talk. Yeah. Instead of what happens is they sit in their house, one that doesn't feel very good. No. You're not talking to people and you're, and you're just there hiding behind the laptop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And waiting. So I absolutely would not do that. I would act like I was working every single day get up and hopefully have a day worth of talking to various people, going to events, volunteering in my community. And that's what I would do to make sure I stay current. I feel good. Yeah. Um, I feel productive and I'm working on my next opportunity. And I would not have done that 15, 20 years. Yeah. That's a change too. And I, I think it's also hard coming out of an education system where the next step is like, well, a job should be ready for me. And not that that's fault of anybody, but that's just a challenge. And then all of a sudden it becomes difficult to find a job. Right. And that's really discouraging. Absolutely. Favorite interview question. Why do you get up in the morning? Um, I think the why someone does something is really important. It says a lot about that person. says a lot about their passion. Um... You know, just anything in an interview that you can get to what fuels them is probably the best. It ends up being the best interview and the best discussion. And plus, both parties usually end up happy because you talked about something that wasn't just standard routine interview questions. It's like, what's your purpose? What's your why? Yeah. How do, If you worked here, it gives me a sense, if you worked here, how would I motivate you? What would drive you? What's going to get you fired up? Yeah. Can you fit in this team? Um, that's the one that produces the best dialogue, I feel. Yeah. All right. Last question. Ready? I'm why, ready. Why do you wake up in the morning? I wake up in the morning, honestly, because I like to know that I'm helping the people of West Michigan. <laughs> so to me, how it started in my career, why I got up in the morning is because every single day I was getting someone a job. 
someone that maybe had been on unemployment or didn't think that their skills were enough um, or, you know, just graduated and has been living in their parents' basement and yeah. will give anything for that opportunity to, right, right. to move out, right? Yeah. And so just giving people that opportunity for employment is my ultimate why. Get you fired up. Mm -hmm. And then we all know that people that feel good about themselves can support their families, are being productive in whatever their work life yeah. is, whatever job that is, um, ultimately end up contributing to the community and just make and West Michigan a great place. the same thing as well. Yep. It's awesome. Love yeah. It. Well, Shannon, it's great as always. Yes. Thanks Thank for being you. on the show. I appreciate it. <laughs>